Took the 
says about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to begin by reading Luke 1, 26-38 from the Living Bible. start over. <laughs> the following month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin, Mary, engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appealed to her 
Congratulations, favored lady. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary. For God has decided to wonderfully bless you. Very soon now you'll become pregnant and have a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He shall be very great and shall be called the Son of God, and the Lord God shall give him the throne of his ancestor, David the king. And he shall reign over Israel forever. His kingdom shall never, ever end. Mary asked the angel, But how can I have a baby? I am a virgin. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and the power of God shall overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be utterly holy, the Son of God. Furthermore, six months ago, your Aunt Elizabeth, the barren one they called her, became pregnant in her old age. For every promise from God surely comes true. I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to do whatever he wants. May everything you said come true. Then the angel disappeared. This time we're going to have the same scripture. and We'll be seeing it up on the wall here in front. We'll do that now. you more than any other woman. He has also blessed the child you will have. Why should the mother of my Lord come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, my baby became happy and moved within me. The Lord has blessed you because you believe that he will keep his promise. Mary said, with all my heart, I praise the Lord, and I am glad because of God my Savior. God cares for me. Hey, at this time, we will stand up together, and we will sing joy to the world. We'll just stand down here so we can see. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare in room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. 
experiencing in our lives, I pray that you are the wonders of his love every day. And we're so thankful for them. Truth is, he really does love me. He really loves you. You know what that totally means, we're suppose it'll take eternity to understand and experience, but we can experience it now and we are, and we're so thankful for that. So thankful. Just make mention we will not be passing a plate for tithes and offerings, but we do have boxes in the back of the sanctuary where we place them. Tithes and offerings is unto the Lord, really. We do with a grateful heart. This Christmas season, we think of that, the gift of his son, while well, we have things that we can give, and we give of our finances, and that's part of it. And Lord, we do that from a grateful heart, a cheerful heart. We're so thankful. And Lord, we know it's an expression of our trust and our believing in you when we give of our tithes and our offerings. And that's how we see it. We know that's how you see it. And we give it with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, we do. Hallelujah. This time we'll be, have a scripture reading from Luke 2, verses 1 through 7 from the Living Bible. About this time, Caesar Augustus, Roman Empire, declared that a census should be taken throughout the nation. This census was taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone was required to return to his ancestral home for this registration. And because Joseph was a member of the royal line, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, King David's ancient home journeying there from Galilean village of Nazareth. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was obviously pregnant by this time. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the village inn. Everyone had to go to their own hometown to be listed. So Joseph had to leave Nazareth in Galilee and go to Bethlehem in Judea. Long ago, Bethlehem had been King David's hometown. And Joseph went there because he was from David's family. Mary was engaged to Joseph and traveled with him to Bethlehem. She was soon going to have a baby. And while they were there, she gave birth to her firstborn son. She dressed him in baby clothes and laid him on a bed of hay because there was no room for them in the inn. That night, in the fields near Bethlehem, some shepherds Okay, at this time we're going to sing the song Away in the Manger and we'll just remain seated as we sing this together. Away in the manger 
Give each other a Christmas greeting. Yeah, we'll see. Everything goes back. This morning we're going to be having a song. I believe you wrote that song, didn't you? From, from the cradle to the cross. And that's really what we're thinking of this morning, that it began in a cradle and it went to the cross. And you can start working up here if you have to do anything else. And what we're going to have you do is stand up we need to do a few things up here again, so greet somebody you didn't before. Give them a high Christmas vibe or something, okay? Or a, high, or a Christmas hug or a holy hug. <clears throat> Story told from millennial years back. Special story. Now we're going to Luke Chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. 
And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will, be, you will find a baby, wrapped, a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. The shepherds were frightened. But the angel said, Don't be afraid. I have good news for you, which will make everyone happy. This very day in King David's hometown, a Savior was born for you. He is Christ the Lord. You will know who he is, because you will find him dressed in baby clothes and lying on a bed of hay. Suddenly, many other angels came down from heaven and joined in praising God. They said, Praise God in heaven. Peace on earth to everyone who pleases God. After the angels had left and gone back to heaven. Luke 2, 13 through 20. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see the thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angels had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them it would be. The shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see what the Lord has told us about. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph. And they saw the baby lying on a bed of hay. When the shepherds saw Jesus, they told his parents what the angel had said about him. Everyone listened and was surprised. But Mary kept thinking about all this and wondering what it meant. As the shepherds returned to their sheep, they were praising God and saying wonderful things about him. Everything they had seen and heard was just as the angel had said. Let's have us let's stand again as we sing angels we have heard on high. Angels we have heard on high. Sweetly sing. 
Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the reign of King Herod. About this time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not least among the ruling cities of Judea, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told him, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him as well. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star that had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Bethlehem in the land of Judea, you are very important among the towns of Judea. From your town will come a leader who will be like a shepherd for my people Israel. Herod secretly called in the wise men and asked them when they had first seen the star. He told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, let me know. I want to go and worship him too. The wise men listened to what the king said and then left. And the star they had seen in the east went on ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. They were thrilled and excited to see the star. When the men went into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, they knelt down and worshipped him. 
They took out their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and gave them to him. Later they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, and they went back home by another road. They came to worship him, and that's what we want to do this morning, too. And we want to make sure you don't get stiff sitting in your seats, so we're going to have you stand again this morning as we sing. We have about four songs this time. Just like you 
do drums and bass. Oh, just like you promised, you've come. Just like you told us, you're Hey! 
first day of the Passover ceremonies, when bread made with yeast was purged from every Jewish home, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where shall we plan to eat the Passover? And he replied, go into the city and see Mr. So-and-so and tell him, our master says, my time has come and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as he told them and prepared the supper there. That evening, as he sat eating with the twelve, he said, One of you will betray me. Sorrow chills their hearts, and each one asks, Am I the one? He replied, It is the one I served first. For I must die, just as it was prophesied. But woe to the man by whom I am betrayed. 
far better for that one if he had not ever been born. Judas, too, had asked him, Rabbi, am I the one? And Jesus had told him, yes. As they were eating, Jesus took a small loaf of bread and blessed it and broke it apart and gave it to the disciples and said, Take it and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks for it and gave it to them and said, Each one drink from it. For this is my blood sealing the new covenant. It is poured out to forgive the sins of the multitudes. It's to betray Jesus. On the first day of the festival of thin bread, Jesus' disciples came to him and asked, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal? Jesus told them to go to a certain man in the city and tell him, Our teacher says, My time has come. I want to eat the Passover meal with my disciples in your home. They did as Jesus told them and prepared the meal. When Jesus was eating with his 12 disciples that evening, he said, one of you will surely hand me over to my enemies. The disciples were very sad, and each one said to Jesus, Lord, you can't mean me. He answered, one of you men who has eaten with me from this dish will betray me. The Son of Man will die, as the scriptures say. It's going to be terrible for the one who betrays me. That man would be better off if he had never been born. Judas said, Teacher, you surely don't mean me. That's what you say, Jesus replied. But later, Judas did betray him. During the meal, Jesus took some bread in his hands. He blessed the bread and broke it. Then he gave it to his disciples and said, Take this and eat it. This is my body. Jesus picked up a cup of wine and gave thanks to God. He then gave it to his disciples and said, Take this and drink it. This is my blood. And with it, God makes his agreement with you. It will be poured out so that many people will have their sins forgiven. From now on, I am not going to drink any wine until I drink new wine with you in my Father's kingdom. Let's stand again as we sing another song. Mary, did you know?
just a few moments we will be partaking of communion together. As I mentioned, visitors are welcome. Those who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, welcome to partake with us. Just before we do that, we're going to be having a reading from Sparkling Gems, written by Rick Renner, um, a devotional. And uh, we will begin that now. Although we usually meditate on the birth of Jesus at this time of the year, his purpose in coming to earth was not to give us the sweet picture of a baby in a Bethlehem manger. That little baby was born to die for you and me and thus pay for the forgiveness of our sins. He was born to die on the cross that we might be reconciled to God. Don't just think of a baby in a manger at Christmas time. Christmas is about much more than that. It is about God coming to earth in human flesh so that he could die on that cross to pay for your salvation and destroy all the works of the devil in our lives. That is what Christmas is all about. When Jesus came to earth, it really was a moment when God Almighty shed his glorious presence and exchanged it for the clothing of human flesh. Although man is wonderfully made, his earthly frame is temporal dust and cannot be compared to the eternal and glorious appearance of our God. However, for the sake of our redemption, God laid aside all of his radiant glory, took upon himself human flesh, and was manifested in the very likeness of a human being. This is the true story of a king who traded his kingly garments and took upon himself the clothing of a servant. But the story doesn't stop there. Jesus, our king, who exchanged his royal robes for the clothing of flesh, loved us so much that he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. As pre-existent God, Jesus came to earth for this purpose. But as man dressed in flesh, he despised the thought of the cross and could only endure its shame because he knew of the results that would follow. For Jesus to be obedient as a man, he had to choose to obey the eternal plan of God. Even Jesus had to come to this place of obedience. Although he knew that he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, that didn't mean his flesh was excited about dying as the lamb of God on the cross. According to the verse in Philippians 2.8, Jesus had to humble himself and become obedient in order to follow God's plan. He wasn't looking forward to the experience of death on a cross. He had made a choice to humble himself and to go to any measure in order to accomplish the Father's plan. Crucifixion was genuinely the worst death a person could ever endure. For Jesus to humble himself to the point of death, even the death of a cross, demonstrates how much he is willing to humble himself to redeem you and me. Just think of it. Almighty God, clothed in radiant glory from eternity past, came to this earth, formed as a human being in the womb of a human mother for one purpose, so that he could one day die a miserable death on a cross 
to purchase our salvation. All of this required humility on a level far beyond anything we could ever comprehend or anything that has ever been requested of any one of us. Yet this was the reason Jesus came. Therefore, he chose to be obedient to the very end, humbling himself to the point of dying a humiliating death on a cross, and thereby purchasing our eternal salvation. So as we celebrate Christmas, let's be sure to remember the real purpose of Christmas. It isn't just a time to reflect on that baby boy who was born in Bethlehem so very long ago. That baby was God manifest in the flesh. He was born to die for you and for me. Jesus was so willing to do whatever was required in order to redeem us from Satan and sin that he humbled himself even unto the death on, cro on the cross. That is what Christmas is all about. It is. This time I'd like to ask the elements be passed as we sing Silent Night and we will remain seated this time as we sing this song except for worship leaders there.
Raise your hand if you didn't receive the bread and grape juice. Okay. As we were singing there, I had a glimpse. I guess you would say of heaven. I, it was like I saw my dad. I saw... just say a number of other people whose faces we have known here whose love we've known that aren't here now that are we say on the other side or really it's in that dimension I do not believe far from us in the spirit at all close I would say and it's all because and they're there and they are I believe what I saw and sensed was they're just rejoicing in our rejoicing in him and in the salvation. And from there, and as I've often mentioned at memorial services or funeral services, that if they could say something or what would they have us to say, then it would be, it is real that bread and that blood. Jesus is real. It is all true what you read in the Bible. Word of God, it's all true. And our loved ones who have gone on are there rejoicing in the fact that they will see us again and we rejoice in that we will see them again. It's all because of the broken body and blood of Jesus and spilled blood of Jesus Christ. It is real. He is real. So real. It really happened. He really was born of a Virgin Mary, and he really was in that cattle shed, that manger, that place, and he really was cradled there in that feeding trough of the animals. God was, and here we are, and we're believers. Now, if you haven't ever received Jesus, just do that right now. In fact, let's all make a confession, and if you haven't done this before, you do it right now, okay? Just say, Father God, I believe in you. I believe you sent your Son to this earth 
Jesus, born in that manger of the Virgin Mary, who lived, who died for me, went to hell for me, rose from the grave for me. Hallelujah. I am a believer, part of your family. I confess it today. Jesus took the bread and he broke it, and he said, this is my body that is broken for you. You know, he took our sins, and the word also tells us our sicknesses and diseases. Just receive wholeness as you partake of this today in all of your being. In Jesus' name, let's partake. The grape juice that represents the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. He really did bleed for you and for me. He lost his blood there. That we would be forgiven of all sin and all iniquity. And that means condemnation and guilt and all those things. And it also enables us to forgive others. And we do that today. Forgive anyone that has made offense or we are offended, have been offended by. We forgive. In Jesus' name, we forgive. So let's let's partake of that. As Kent gets ready to sing the song that, that he wrote, I don't know if let you get ready and I'm going to read a scripture this is from Philippians 2 6 through 8 New Living Translation as though he was God he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to instead he gave up his divine privileges he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross Pastor Steve had mentioned that Today's theme was from the cradle to the cross. And then I guess I was thinking it's probably been about 30 years ago I wrote this song and just had pondered about how God used us looking at the nativity here and the wood that was used and everything in Christ's life started. His, his birth, he was born in a manger made of wood. He worked with his stepdad Joseph as a carpenter working with wood and it was on that wooden cross that he gave his life for us 
and shed his blood. And so I wrote this song called From the Cradle to the Cross. The shepherd stood by as the lamb was born A cradle of wood held comfort the boy And the enemy trembled when he heard the news An old wooden cradle meant surely he'd lose the neighbors stood by as he took up a tray wood nails and hammers was the living he made and the enemy trembled when he heard the sound Driving of nails meant his kingdom would be coming down. Now his mother stands by to witness his pain. A cross made of wood to carry our shame. And the enemy trembled knew he had lost for wood paved the highway from the cradle to the cross from the cradle to the cross his blood is the bridge that rescued the lost for the wood that once comforted him as a babe is the wood where redemption from sin has been paid from the cradle to the cross his blood is the rescued the lost from the cradle to the cross from the cradle to the cross from the cradle to the cross This is the song that will not end. What's that? 
But I, I just want to take this opportunity. I want to thank everybody for helping, especially back there and back. They get raptured or where they go. <laughs> but everybody that helped with this morning, I just thank you so much. That always helps with so much, and the readers here too. But just say Merry Christmas to you all, and uh, to all a good day. And uh, we'll have. Let's uh, stand one more time, if you one more time. <laughs> thank you, Lord Father. We do thank you. We thank you that all that way from that lowly cradle to the humble cross, you you sacrificed, you loved us, you cared for us. And Lord, as Christmas is here once again, I pray that the love that you showed to us, that we would show it to each other. And Father, even teach us how to love our enemies, love those that persecute us and despise us even as you did. And so, Father, as we go, may we just take your joy and your peace, and may we just share it this Christmas season in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>